I didn't mean that in an insulting way. No, the the damn animal speaks sign language. No, okay? I know. It's great. Coco the gorilla is definitely <laughs> the, the look I'm going for. Paul, you know what I'm really proud of? It's it's pride and sympathy. It's a complicated blend of emotions. What? Uh, what? It's hard to get hired at Postlight. Yeah, it's like 1%. We have tests, and, and it's a lot ter- of conversations. I, I felt terrible about this early days, like yeah. when I was getting started learning what my role was. Yeah. Because you just, you feel bad. Basically, everybody who gets through the filter is a pretty good person who's pretty good at their job. By the time you sit down with them, yeah, that first interview... You've looked at the resume, you've sort of poked around a little bit, and you know, like, this is somebody who can do something like the job. Yeah. Oh, you want them to succeed. You want them to succeed, and when they come in for that interview, it's hard. It's actually, you know, when you have a busy day, and then they wedge an interview in the middle of it, I try to, like, do this thing where I sort of, I need to not come in with my posture and my, what's that character in the Peanuts that has always, does the garbage swirling around him all the time? Pigpen. I don't want to go in as Pigpen. I don't want them to feel the stress and the tension and whatever else is going on in the day. Sometimes I'll have a bad meeting and they're like, you have an interview now, Rich. And then I have to go to that interview and you really want to give them a shot. When do you look at your calendar? That's a different podcast, no, dude. I look at it. I look at it in the morning. First in the thing. morning. In because the morning. It, it literally influences how I dress, sort of my overall attitude. Like I need to know what I'm in for. Deodorant. Yes, always deodorant. But pace yourself through the course of the day, right? Yes. So... If I see two interviews at the end of the day, I know I'm going to be like, kind of, I got to ease up to that. Yes. And you do. You have to walk in kind of blank slate. Respect is really important, first of all. People also meet us in this extreme stress position because we run the company. This is a great point. We want to share some tips just because we've interviewed, and it's, by the way, it's gotten to the point where it's like, hey, remember Sally? And they'll all look oh, at us. Yeah, yeah. And we have interviewed over 150 people in the last 12 months. Easily. And they'll say, remember Sally. Well, the firm has probably interviewed about five or 600. You and I, it's been because we don't interview all the engineers. We don't interview correct. all the designers, but we do interview all the product managers and anyone in leadership. Correct. That alone is about 150 people. Correct. And we try to be as out of the way as possible. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to share some tips today about the interview process because we've seen a lot. I'm not, we're by no means experts on how to get a job, but we've seen so much and so many different failures and successes that we want to share some some tips. And half the time we walk out, we go, you know where that person would be perfect. A lot of the time. That's a point of frustration. Because it's sort of legally and structurally and on it. You just need to hit a button and say, I'm sorry, there's there's no role for you here. Correct. Not even I'm sorry. Like it just doesn't line up right now. Correct. That is the reality. You're rejecting people, but the reality is it just doesn't line up right now. It's not like you're a bad person, go away. And that, you know, that's how everybody takes it. Well, nobody's bad. I mean, I used to take it that way. You're just like, oh, really? Really? You don't want what I got? Yeah. And it's actually like, we kind of want to stay friends. We want to hear from you again. Some people have applied, not gotten the job, applied again a year later. They keep coming to our events. Absolutely. It's awkward sometimes. It is awkward. Sometimes. <laughs> Listen, all of this is awkward because it, there's a hierarchy. I'm going to make a decision about your future and you don't have full control. And I, it's horrible. I think that's the asterisk I want to put on whatever tips we share today. We see a very particular interviewee. Mm-hmm. We're the founders of the company. We're usually at the tail end of a lot of other interviews. We're sort of this kind of checkbox at the end of the process. 
So you get a different person oftentimes than the other people do. So just disclaiming that for a second. And as, as I said, like when people interview, I'm very mindful of this. They're in their ultimate stress position, right? Like they are either going to talk too fast, be too laid back, try too hard, try to be cool. Like just whatever it is, they're going to turn it up 30% more and then another 30% because they're talking to the co-founders. Yes, yes. And so I try to like, I, I almost always discount someone's reactions and interactions yeah. about a certain amount because I know that they're just it's trying a, really hard. It's a bizarre state they're yeah. in right at that moment in time. We're not out for drinks. If you can, top level feedback, if you can in any way deliver a casual, relaxed persona. So I'm going to share tip number one. And frankly, we could end the podcast right after I share this tip. I'm, I bet the audience would love that. <laughs> Ready? Yeah, go. Answer the question. Oh, it's a tough one. Answer the it. damn Let's question. Do it. I'll be the interviewee. Hey, yeah, no, I'd love, you know, I, I have a lot of experience as a product manager. And, uh, you know, I, I heard about you guys through um, Built in NYC. Yeah. Oh, wait, so you're the interviewer or interviewee? I'm the interviewee. Okay. Ask me a question. Um, you list a couple of technical skills. Are you technical at all? You know, a lot of what we did was for people who were in the egg industry. <laughs> and so there was JavaScript and also HTML. But when you would, what you would do is you'd open up all the cartons of eggs. And then... Uh, the, salmonella is a big concern. <laughs> no, well, yes, that is actually a very good point. A lot of our work was with the salmonella board. And then uh, you would make a technical requirements, egg-related diagram. Sometimes you'd actually do it directly on the egg, especially around Easter time. And then that was when I started working with the egg board technical team in uh, North Dakota. I got to say... We're in a strange so let's, setting. Let me do it right. Yeah. Ask me again. So are you technical? I'm pretty technical. Uh, now, let's be clear where the, where the parameters are. I know a lot about how projects get done. I've spent some time and done a couple weeks of just experimenting and messing around mm -hmm. with JavaScript. I did take one sort of certificate class online, which I honestly wasn't the greatest experience. I didn't learn that much. But what I would say I can do is I can understand the overall structure of a project and I can know what all the parts are. I truly am not a programmer and I don't want to represent myself as one. Perfect. And we say, that's fine because that's not a requirement of the role, but it's great to know. And you know, you're in that weird setting. I don't want, I'm not going to look at an interviewee and say, you didn't answer my question. And let's I'll be clear, the second version of the answer, purposefully, was not the perfect answer to No, it was question. a little rambly. Yeah. I mean, you're nervous. Yeah. You're in an interview. That's fine. But you're answering the question. You just you went in there and you said, sure, in these ways, yes. In these ways, no. I have been taken on weird <laughs> expeditions <laughs> in my life you know, as killer, an interviewer. A killer is like, what kind of documents do you deliver? What are the artifacts that you create? What are the, uh, yeah. Oh, and then you get like, well. Yeah. And it's like, all you need to hear is like, I open up Google Docs. I do a product requirements document. Or yeah. I, I do stakeholder interview. I just something. And I think what happens is when they don't feel like they're nailing it, they feel like they need to tell a big sweeping story. Ooh. And it ends up, you ever see those old Pink Floyd videos where it's just a Not plate of oil? That is being projected on None a screen. None of our audience has seen those, but yes, it's just a giant. It's a kaleidoscopic, acid-induced, blurry, blurry while there's dolphin sounds in the background. That's right. Yeah, it's hard to do if you don't know the answer. That's appreciated. Or ask me back. Does that answer your question? That's always good. Ha First of all, keep your answers under a minute. 
This is huge. The five-minute ramble is brutal because we're never going to stop you. We, we need to hear who you are and what you're about. Yes. And I would say jobs like product manager in particular, man, it's an abstract role and yeah. people will just get going. And it's not a conversation. We have to have a conversation because the job is a conversation. I think that's rule number two. Come in for a conversation. You're not being tested. You're not being quizzed. You're also being evaluated on how well you listen. Great point. Like Great that point. Is, that's product management. It's listening. And so you're allowed to ask us questions at any point. I know some people, I mean, there are a lot of websites in the world that give you tips on how to take an interview. Some people come in and they misread and they want to come in looking relaxed because when you look too nervous and tense and tight, it doesn't signal well. And they come in and they overshoot it and they look like they don't give a shit. That's a rough one. They might not actually give a shit. So there is that possibility. But no, right? if your signal, if you're coming in and you want a job, is that you don't really need or care much about the job, then we're going to read that in the following way. Wow, that person doesn't care much about this job. And we're going to manage them. One of the mm -hmm. things we talk about a lot, and you bring this up often, is, gosh, we're trying to figure out how to navigate this person a lot these days. And yeah. that's just a person who either isn't happy, it's not this clicking... And one so we are looking for that at that interview. One of my insights, because I, I work across the firm in a lot of ways, is when I hear someone discussed a lot, I drill in and I just sort of am like, why are we talking about them so much? And there's another truism I have, which is ultimately an employee's job is to drive success towards the firm rather than you driving success towards the employee. Now, that doesn't mean you don't do what you can to help them succeed. And especially the more senior the person, the more their job is to drive success towards the firm. If you come in and you're junior, it's our job to set you up. And yeah, agree. Here are the things you need to do, and this is what success looks like. As you get more senior or you take more of a leadership role, your job is to push in our direction, bring risks, help us understand what's going on, take ownership. And, I, you know, this is kind of baseline 101 stuff. So we're looking for that always. And we've had interviews where on paper – it's an absolute home run. And skills-wise, it's mm -hmm. an absolute home run. But the demeanor and the posture in the conversation were like, I don't think you're too excited about this. What's also, if somebody could take a job anywhere, then why take a job here? Like, you have to know what you're going to get out of it. Especially, yeah. we're an agency. We're not Google. Right. We're not, you're not going to go in and have a 10-year career with a giant brand on your name and say, I did really good work on AdWords as yep. I'm moving into my career in online marketing strategy and execution. You're going to come here because you're going to level up your skills and you're going to need to move quickly and you're going to respond and there's going to be certain kind of stressors. And we got to know that you want that. Like, you don't, it's not just that you want to be a product manager, you want to hustle. Yeah. And we don't need you to be joining the cult, to be clear. But we want to see some enthusiasm, which leads me to my next, and this is a tricky one. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to couch this without sounding arrogant. There's a good chance that the person interviewing you is pretty smart. Yeah, that's correct. Do not bullshit us. Please don't bullshit us. Don't flatter us. Don't tell us how awesome we are. We're going to read it. And sometimes you're a fan. You're a fan of Paul Ford or you're a fan of the podcast, or you're a fan of whatever. And we can tell the difference between you deciding that you're going to bond with us and patronize us versus where it's just you genuinely saying, I enjoy your podcast. Yeah, that's a rough one. We can they, tell. They do their homework with our marketing and they're like, you know. I, I, it's a norm. I think every interview fine. tip site Almost. tells you, go learn about the 
people. No, the problem is there are a lot of podcast fans. and Maybe we're cynical and no, garbage people. No, it's not people. that. It's just that it puts me in a defensive position because I'm like, okay, you've got one up on me. You know about me. I don't know about you. <laughs> right. And so I have to be really paranoid because, first of all, like any human being, if you tell me you love the podcast and you're a big fan of Postlight, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we're friends. I don't like the artificial boundary of the interview. I'd much rather like ambiently get to know someone over the course of a year and say, hey, would you like to come on board? Yeah, and this is tricky, right? And this is almost unfair to the interviewee. There's a good chance they really want to work here it's because they're hor- fans. It's horrible. It's a horrible process. And it's like everyone's going to Reno to see yeah. if it's going to work out. Yeah. It's oh. a form of gambling. But what can you do? This is like, otherwise, you need to build 8 million year-long relationships in order to make good mutual decisions. It just won't work. At some point in the interview, we stop asking the questions and we turn it over to the interviewee to ask us questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, don't just ask us questions because we told you to ask us questions. It's fine. If you don't have questions... We'll see when they open the little book and there's like two pages of questions. You feel good? It's kind of a good sign. You should come with questions. Yeah. Come with some questions. I don't know if that leads to getting hired or not, but it really is like, okay, this person has thought about what the job would mean. It is meaningful. You've done a little work about what the role is and you're coming to ask us questions. I really feel bad sometimes when I catch people flat-footed because they didn't have any questions, but come prepared. Come with questions. I will say, if you want to know what the future of the firm will be over the next five years. I got that one in the bag for you. (laughs) That one I've answered about 120 times. Why don't we just do it? Just tell everyone now. So please, if you ever interview with us. Hey, uh, Rich, you know, we got a few minutes left in the interview. I want to make sure we have some time for questions. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Where do you see Postlight in two years? That is a great question. Thank you. You know, we are a mid-sized firm now, uh, no longer just small. We are a mid-sized firm. We're we're, uh, getting a little bigger. But frankly, our growth is really gated by the talent that we can bring in. So, you know, you're looking at 10, 15% growth per year in terms of the number of people here. In terms of client mix, we're just always looking for sort of bigger and more challenging work. Some of the work we've got with big non-governmental organizations recently has been really motivating, big government and civic stuff, and, and has been motivating for the team. So I think more of that, more bigger engagements, slow growth of the team. Yep. If you ever listen to this and you come interview, you can say, I know where you're going to be in the next five years, and here's my next question. Yeah. You want to know a real one? Don't trash your current coworkers. Don't trash anybody. Why would you trash anyone in an interview? We've seen it, and it's rough. Because when you do that, you're going to trash me. No, You will trash me. I'm like, oh, okay. I see you saying it 18 months from now about how shitty I am as a There is a series of online review sites that you will be hitting (laughs) within 6 to 18 months. Here's what I know about Postlight. We're not a bad place to work. We're a pretty good place to work, I think. But even on our worst days, it's just not that bad. And because I've worked a lot of places yeah. and we treat people with fundamental respect and on that, it's a job. You have to do what we tell you to do rather than exactly what you want to do, but it's still pretty interesting work. Yeah. So if that's your baseline, even at your most critical, and I think most people here basically agree with that, and you're telling me that you just kind of hate everybody, I'm like, ah, oh, there we go. We've had that. I don't ever want it again. Yeah, it's a great point. And because a lot of times it's the July 2018-present. And yeah. we're going to ask that question, Ooh. by the way. That's a tough one, too. 
We're going to ask the question yeah. of... When you've what? had 26 jobs, you're maybe 26 years well, old. Well, this is... A, the past has happened, Paul. I know. You can't... They, this is tough advice for someone who looks at their resume and they've been at seven jobs you, in five years. You know what I would say? But you know what's funny is no one dives in on that one and says, hey, I know it. I know I bounced around a lot. I made a lot of choices, but I'm locking in on the next one. Instead, they say, you know, it's just hard to find a good fit. Look, we're, we're bouncing around a bit here, but yeah. here's what I don't want to hear from you. When you're, I ask you why you're leaving, and it's been six months. If it's been five years, whatever, course, say fine. whatever you want. Actually, anything if it's or... been six months and you say I've lost interest, oh yeah, you just scared the shit yeah, out of they're me. They're just not doing good. Now you get one or two of those in your career where you're like, whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, and it but happens. Sometimes you'll see nine in a row. <laughs> it's just yeah. And you're like, they're just scrolling through Instagram. That's all. <laughs> here's what you learn over time too. There's no transformative moment that we're going to be able to deliver to you. Like you're like, I think agency work is really going to change this and, and be really motivating to me. And we see that and we're like, no, you're not going to change. Like we don't want you to change. Yeah. We yeah. don't expect you to come in and be a different person here. Yeah. You should go find something where you can be who you are. Look, that resume is tough and that's okay though. But speak frankly and openly about, you know, we don't want to be your next stop. We're not interested oh, in being your next hop. Yeah. Like that's not cool, right? So we're not looking for that. So talk to us in that context. Get into our heads here for a second. Like we do not want to worry about you in six months. Also, for God's sake, there is a little bit of polite fiction in the world. Like we know we may not be the job you retire from, but don't talk about how we're a stepping stone. Yeah. It's so demoralizing. You're like, well, you know, I want to get a little agency experience before I do what really matters to me. And you're like, okay. <laughs> It's amazing what slips out. Some people can't help it. They don't play the game. And I appreciate that. And it helps us, you know, understand whether it's going to move forward or not. That's it's okay. Just, it's not about okay. whether the person is a good person or not. It's yep. about the fit. What are the other things we want to advise people about? I want to pause, Paul, and talk about a particular phenomena that seems to have happened. And I blame it on some shitty article that someone wrote. Yeah, there definitely is some like LinkedIn thing that got passed around. It has to be. So here we are. We're excited. Everything's lined up. We found a great number that everybody feels is very motivating. Offer put forward, offer accepted. Oh my God. Thank God we got that person. We really need them. This is going to be great. And they're excited. They're mm. going to be so such a good presence in the office. Oh, but wait. There's just one thing. What's that? I need to take a little time. I'm going to come in in about seven weeks and what? start that job. Where are you going? Is everything okay? It's not really your place to ask that. I just know that I'm going to leave my job. Mm -hmm. And then I, rather than come straight to your job, I'm, I'm going, going to, to take Malaysia. Additional, yeah, I'm going to just kind of get a yeah. really nice backpack and go to Southeast Asia for a while. I've always wanted to do that. Here's what I, all I ask, because people have life situations. Who knows? Maybe they need to go backpack. Tell us this in the beginning. Tell us this at the outset. In the beginning of the process, in well, fact. What can you do? Because what you know is that they might not like that. It's better negotiation to tell them. That's fine too. Well, I know. And it, well, we're we're gonna have to weigh that. We're just gonna we're gonna have to eat this one as the employer because that is somebody read an article. I want to know who wrote that damn oh, article. That article is kicking our ass. I guess if you're interviewing anywhere else but Postlight, you should know that once everyone accepts, you can get that extra six weeks. <laughs> Congratulations to you. People have done it here. <laughs> They're great. They're fine. I hope they enjoyed their six weeks. You know, maybe this is our new reality, Paul. We need to just accept it. This is our new reality. I think that's it. Like That word has gotten out that you can accept a job and then say, 
But wait a minute. But we'd really appreciate if you could start with it a few weeks. It's, a damn hard, <laughs> it's so hard to hire that the company goes. I mean, the thing is, is it doesn't really, it costs us some opportunity cost, but it doesn't actually cost us anything. No, it's just a little wonky. It's, like, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's got to give it look. The employees, they have some power right there in that moment. Yes. Yes. And good for them. Yeah. Good for them. To hell with it. We'd love to hear tips from other people about what makes an interview process bad or good and what can be better. I worry about ours because it's long. We could make you meet five people, six people, which is a yeah, lot. But you know, it turns out every time we say this, we're like, is our interview process too long? Everyone comes back and says, no, people it. really like it. And they, people want to have that conversation. I think there's also an element too, where if you've talked to people three or four times, you know, you got close. The more conversation there is, the more reality sort of emerges that like, yeah, we really did like you. It just didn't make sense at that moment, you know? And maybe in the world of like everybody being on dating apps all the time and they're just being kind of constant rejection for every human being who does anything digitally, it makes more sense. (laughs) Oh, post light swiped. I don't know. I don't, I'm old now and I've been married for 250 years. So I don't know which, I think it's left. I think, not a, yeah, I think right is yes. I like this person. Yeah, so I think like people go, oh well. Ultimately, post light swiped left. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, on to exactly. the next one. All right, uh, let's recap these wonderful. Wait, tips what about comp, shared. Rich? How do I get paid? Can we talk about comp? I <laughs> no, feel like it's can't. sensitive. No, we're not talking the about negotiation comp on the process. Is what it is. It is. It's sensitive. It's a process. I mean, the circumstances for people vary wildly. Here's what I would say. There's two things. Just don't be a dick about comp. Don't be like, this is my only line. And if you can't meet it, it's just like if you have a conversation, have is a what conversation. You're yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the only other thing I'd mention is comp is not just your salary. There are a lot of pieces to it. Quality of work life balance or things we're proud to talk about here at Postlight. There are other benefits to being at Postlight. We try to make this a really cool culture to be a part of. And I think other employers do all sorts of other things too. So look at the whole picture. But let's face it, like, let's not mince words. Your salary is what people think about. Of course. I mean, this is what it's what it's about. It's a process. Have a dialogue, I would say. Some people get insulted. That's okay. We are who we are. We're not, you know, a giant investment bank. We're a small agency in New York City. There is one piece of advice. This has happened twice since we started. Don't accept the job and then not come to work. Dear Lord, I <laughs> wanted to hunt those people down. <laughs> I, it was so weird. Like, it just... Maybe that's just so unprofessional. I mean, I think this isn't even a piece of advice. This is an anecdote. It was just a show. Who the hell does that? And we've had people once. It It didn't happen twice. It happened once. And it was terrible and it was bad. And it was just a a shitty note that was sent like two days before. And, you know, that person is only going to do so well. People learn whether they can trust you or not. If you can't provide that level of loyalty where you say, (laughs) I will come to the job and then you don't come to the job. <laughs> yeah, that come to work. Once. That is, I think, the number one shocker that I've ever had in recruiting. I mean, it was bizarre and it was embarrassing. And we felt stupid and, and it was it just, just weird. It was just not necessary. Just weird. We, we yeah. hired someone and then they just. I think re- they kept looking. Oh, that's what yes. happened. No, they got and some they other got job. But there is that is real. Like there is a social commitment here and a bond that's once going both ways. Absolutely. And it is like, yeah, you think you're done and you're going to move on. It's a smaller world and that is a weird move. Yeah, it's a lot. You, you bet when you commit, commit. Well, now we've given everybody all the tips. Yeah, let's recap them, Paul. It's worth it. I like a good recap. Answer the question. Don't go off on tangents. And keep any response under a minute. Do not talk for four and a half minutes. No. It's a nervous setting. You might find that you need to fill the dead air with words. Just keep it under a minute and then let us come back. Take a breath. And you can say like, wow, I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. We'll understand that. Absolutely. Have a conversation. This is not a quiz. 
This is not a pure quantitative examination. It's a conversation. So have a conversation. So we're not really deciding your future. You've got control over your own destiny. We're going to say maybe whether you can work a post light or not. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities to succeed, right? So like, think about that with the person on the other side, whether it's us or anybody like, yeah, they're going to pass judgment on you. It sucks, but it doesn't, it might be good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. Show you can listen. I mean, this is probably good advice for life, but show you can listen. Mm-hmm. Show you're interested. And then you know what the job is, like how you think it would go. Yeah. A lot of people relax a little too much. They're like, you know, this is another article that's been written. It's like, just lean back in the chair. Yeah. Show them you got this. We want to see a little bit of enthusiasm. Now lean in uh, across Lean the in table. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Tricky one. Don't patronize. Well, listen, people think that buttering someone up will make them like them. It will put us into a defensive position. Exactly. And come with questions. It shows you did a little bit of work. You've actually are trying to make a good informed decision about whether you want to be here because we're going to ask you, and most do, what questions do you have for me? Mm -hmm. And come with some questions and some questions that have a little bit of depth to them is always good. You know, the way I would close this out is just think about the fundamentals. What are we looking for? We're looking for a good, clear communicator who is honest who can tell stories about their past and the yep. work they've done in a reasonable tone. They don't have to be perfect. They can be nervous. They can mumble. They don't have to look any certain way. They don't have to yep. be any certain way. It just needs to be, that connection has to happen. And finally, if you do take the offer and we set a start date, please come to work. That is a, that is <laughs> sort of the baseline right there. Just, just actually attend the job and get paid. Worth noting, we are talking in the context of an extremely hot job market right now where people can go just about anywhere they oh, want. This is really there are a lot of industries where the dynamics are all over the place. Sometimes when someone's interesting and was really close, but it just didn't line up, you'll, I'll go look for them like six months later. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. They're doing great. Yeah, they're, everybody's they're, fine. They're doing Everybody's great. fine. That is an important thing to, to understand is like, we're not sitting there going like, oh, if only. It's just this like, yep, okay. Yeah. Good for them. Exactly. Good for exactly. them. And maybe it'll line up again in the future. But you know what? A bunch of people have made it into Post Light, Paul. They sure have. And it's a really incredibly talented collection of designers, engineers, product thinkers that partner with your business to help you get things done. We ship really amazing platforms. You're smiling at me in a well, weird way. Because you know what they don't do is butter us up. <laughs> Boy, they don't. Once they're in. <laughs> Once you're in. Yeah. Nice oh. shoes, Rich. No, none of that. That none happens of that. sometimes for like the first week. Barely. Barely. And then after that, it's just like... What's your name again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. I don't know if I can make that meeting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Yeah. you. I've, I'm already booked on this other... Pro- oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All uh, right. So yeah, no, no. Hello at postlight.com if you need us. Yep. If you want to work here. Uh, I hope this doesn't dissuade you. I hope it actually makes you want to work here because we, we really do want good talented people to get in here. And yes. Even if we say no once, doesn't mean we're going to say no twice. So There's a bunch of job openings at postlight.com. There is a horrible feeling. And I want to, let's end it this way and you can tell me if we're allowed to. Where they say, maybe we're getting close to the end and it hasn't necessarily gone well. And they pull out of their pocket like, you know, I just want to say I am a big fan of the podcast. At the end. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I go, and in, my, in the back of my head, I go, Probably not for much longer. (laughs) You're always welcome to listen. Yes, that's free. All right. We love you all. Hello at postlight.com. Have a great week. Yep. Bye, everybody.